Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show on a Libations Friday. Oosie edition of the program. Appreciate you being with us. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Director Matthew will be along shortly. Well, he's he's with us, but he's just not in the room right yet. How you guys doing on a Friday, all right? Still got voice problems, so bear with me, but I'm hanging in there. I save it up for these two hours. That's what I got. I got two hours in where I can talk emphatically and be excited and celebrate the broadcast on a Libations Friday, which is always fun to do. Loosey-goosey. Good times. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Do not forget that uh, if you are watching on War Chant TV, I would note that um, you are to like and subscribe if you feel compelled. If you, if, if you feel compelled to do so, appreciate that. Also, I would suggest, um, I don't know if Director Matthew's ready for this. I don't know if Tom's ready for this. It's a buck! There it is! How about that? Well done. It's a buck. If you're watching on War Chant TV, you see it. Uh, Warchant.com on three, one dollar for one year. Now the thing about that, and I mean this sincerely, uh, it's a dollar. You get you can get me on most promotional items for a dollar. Like if if I see uh, a hat manufacturer that I've never heard of before, they're like, hey, join our club. You get one hat free with every two you purchase, and if you're part of the club for a dollar, you get you get a free hat every month. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a buck. I got it. I'm doing it. It's a buck. Why wouldn't you? It's a dollar. You got that between the cushions of the couch at the house. Do it. Well, yeah, and to the thousands of people listening right now on the stream player mm. and mm. driving around town, listening at their office, at their desk, you just go to warchant.com. There's a green box up top, and it says join for a year for a dollar. There you go. Johnny Buckets, I'm going to say it again. It's a buck. There you go. Get you some of that. Uh, for a year. So Tom's right, but I would also say for all of you that um, you're not, I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't know if it's a, um, if it's a promotion that survives, say, the month of uh, September. I don't know that. Could be gone. Could be gone. It could be $10,000 after this month. You just don't know. But right now it's a dollar. So let's go ahead and get while the getting is good, as I like to say. Get a few uh, hundred members at that price point, and uh, I'll announce my retirement. At $10,000 a pop? You 500 members? There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I think the work we do is worth $10,000 a month, but I think if a subscriber were to weigh in, he would disagree. <laughs> what about her? She wouldn't disagree, that subscriber. Well, that, you also get the OnlyFans account. With that ten thousand dollars, oh my! Yeah, that's so you, you know. <laughs> it is Friday, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's loosey goosey. Uh, he set the tone. There it is. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Uh, so, doff the cap to you guys. Let's gather around. Tomorrow's the scrimmage. Tomorrow night, under the lights, the scrimmage happens. Now we don't know uh, who all is available and who isn't. We didn't get that question out today, and I don't know that he would have answered it per se. Uh, but but it's there. It's uh, it's tomorrow night, and I'm really excited to hear the responses from the coaches and players. We are not allowed to watch tomorrow's scrimmage. Tom uh, assures me today was a good day 
uh, as they threw the ball around, played with a lot of energy, and they were tight and on point. That's good to hear. Good to hear. It was shorter practice today. We all figured it would be, right, with the scrimmage tomorrow. So I, I figured, there you go. Yeah, Johnny Wilson had a good day. He was uh, one of the first names I'd bring up. A couple of little things today that I just thought were good, little details. Uh, Marquise and Douglas. Oh, he been good this camp. Just brings a smile to your face. They had one particular play that would require him to block, uh, and he did so. And, and look, that's not something you hold a parade over, but it re- would require extra effort and attention to detail to make this play. So you love to see that. And uh, he also made a catch not too long after that and made a good play downfield. This is the fun part of practice, too, is you get to argue with other media members. Sometimes they blow plays dead right. because they don't want anybody going to the ground. And Marquiston was in a position where I think he might have still been running a little while after the play was blown dead. That's a big man. Because Unless somebody a, was there to square him up, you're not getting him down. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it, you're looking for signs of life from the tight end core. Marquiston is one of those guys where, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe. Tom, I'm going to keep it loosey-goosey for a second and play off of the signs of life phrase that you just used. I, I think you'll get a kick out of this and uh, and understand the spirit with which it's being said. Uh, this morning, uh, well, first of all, my, my youngest son had his school orientation this morning. I had to attend to that, take him to do that. Uh, so I was not at practice today, guys. Not going to pretend that I was. But Tom was there, and Ira was there. Our crew was there. We're all good. Um, but I, I also knew it would be a technical sort of practice today and shortened. And, and so I was going to pick one. This is a good one. Get my son to orientation all that, right? How'd it go? It was great. Everything was great. You were present for that process I as was. well? Yeah, yeah. It was okay. fantastic. Well, you go from class to class. You get your schedule, and you find out where you're going to be and all that. Because he's going to a different school this year. So we, we went all around. It was very exciting. But the point is... Uh, I got home right after it was over, and uh, and I turned on the tube while I was show prepping, and I put it on the ACC network. And I said, "Oh, it's it's time for some ACC network morning." Here is what this is. It's time, man. I don't like where this is going. So they're previewing North Carolina. You know, they're doing the travel. Yeah, it must have been a fraud section. They're doing the North Carolina thing. So I thought of you just now when you said proof of life. I'm telling you. I'm not sure we're going to have a certain coach much longer. Uh, you remember, what? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, you remember when you correctly noted that it was all over for Arnold Palmer? Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, they were, they were talking about him as if he was dead, even though he was very much alive and had just been interviewed. Yeah, Jimmy Roberts did an interview with Arnold dur- during his tournament. It was an NBC broadcast, yeah. and he sent it back to the booth in tears. Yes. That's yeah. not a good sign. No, the the, the darkness is creeping... At that point, Jimmy sees him. He sees him behind the tree over in the corner. He knows. It's over. So I I saw that today. They're interviewing players and coaches. And when they got to the head man, I got to tell you, I went, Tom Lang needs to see this. He's going to know. This is it. Man, that's depressing. Something would have changed in two weeks because I was in Charlotte and he looked fine. He doesn't look fine. He's got bright redness all over him. Skin disorder, you could argue. Okay, fine. But he sat down wearing shorts, and I thought, my God. Could it have been the Carolina heat? It was, it was hot, but it's not going to end well. We'll see how their season goes. I know you're not celebrating his demise. I just want you to be no, aware that no, I think I- this is it. Man, I, now you're not letting me celebrate the fact that they've been frauds <laughs> under him. 
undercut that ability. You can still celebrate it, man. You're not rooting for his death. If he dies, he dies. He's old. Whatever, man. It's not you. What a strange place we're going today. No, we're not. It's okay to have the conversation. I'm just telling you, man, things have taken a turn, a sharp right turn. He looks like death. I don't know what's going on. And he's eating himself into the grave. He's huge. Huge. I didn't get either of these impressions. Oh, he disguised it with a loose jacket. That's the only way. I'm I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Go watch it tonight. They'll replay it. When you see it, you're going to go, oh, my God. Sir, that would require me to turn on ACC Network. That's that's a bridge too far. Mac is in trouble. We're very good friends. Mac is in trouble. You know not to ask me that question. Turn on ACC Network. I'm just telling you. If you turn it on and you watch the North Carolina preview, you're going to go, holy moly, Jeff's right. Mac Brown will be dead in an hour. It's tough. Now, again, I'm not rooting for that just because I say that out loud. I'm not a monster. I'm just observing and reporting back what I saw today during the North Carolina preview. I was startled by the man's presence. I was. I was, I was sitting there with a cup of coffee. I went, Jesus, Mac, get it together. Hey, listen, I I give a wide, a wide berth for these sorts of things. Guys go on benders, have issues, and they battle back. They get a hold of themselves. So I think to myself, you know, I see a guy look like he's struggling a little bit. Tough month. Maybe he was on vacation. Whatever. He had a good time. He'll gather himself. He'll get it together. He got a little loose with it. But I saw Mac this morning. I'm like, it's the start of camp. How are you this out of control? What's going on, Mac? He sees his football team. <laughs> There's your answer. He's looking at his football team. He's like, oh, my God, we're worse than last year. I blew it. I had Sam Howell, who everybody talked about, like yeah, he was the second like coming. Like he was Joe Montana or And something. he's the third or fourth best quarterback in the league at best last year. But everybody talked about him as though he was going to be the one to guide Carolina right, right, into right. the top 15 or the top 10. Yeah, they prattled on didn't they? Right. And as the man asked Mac at the dais a couple weeks ago, he said, Coach, there were expectations you'd be here in Charlotte for the ACC championship last year, and you were in Charlotte, but for the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Mm. How do you avoid that (laughs) again this year? That's what happened. Did he admit to eating a lot of that Dukes-Mayo? My God, Tom. You know, I navigated us out of it, and you're like, nope, we're staying here. I'm telling you, it's something to behold. It's very disturbing. A carrot and a treadmill. Let's go, Mac. Good God. Did you watch the Raiders and the Jaguars last night? A little NFL football? Pads were popping? Not a single play. Oh, my. I watched almost all of it. (laughs) I had a baseball. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did. The Pirates played earlier in the day. They won. They swept the Brewers. Swept that ass is what they did. And so. The Cardinals and I are tied for first. Here we go again. Yeah. So we swept the Brewers. And. you don't want any part of this right now. I don't know. I mean, it's the wrong time to be playing the Buckos. Anyhow, that said, I had a free evening. I was good to go. Picked up Clark from football practice, came back to the house, was loosey-goosey hanging out, didn't have much I had to do, and I can't do much right now because I, if I was going to record a video or do anything, I, I can't talk hardly. I mean, it's I'm, strugg- I'm quite literally struggling with the voice. So I've got about two hours, three hours in me a day, and that's it. I'm trying to keep it together because when it goes, you don't know. It could be two or three days. So I've only had it happen once in 20 some odd years of being a broadcaster where I got sent home because I couldn't talk. Like once or twice, maybe. I, I think that's a great sign because it feels like 20 some odd years since we've had a good offensive line. <laughs> and maybe this is what <laughs> maybe, needs to happen. Maybe this is what has to You've happen. You've got to pay the price. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But so anyhow, my evening was free because the Pirates had already won. Uh, I saw you beat the Braves, right? 
Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, good game. There we, you go. We paced it, and then they caught up, and it got a little dicey there, but a good baseball game. Okay, so you guys won. Anyhow, the point would be. That's correct. Um, yeah, so I saw all that, and then I was like, okay, time for Amir Abdullah. Here we go. Let's watch some football, baby. And then I was thinking, here comes some. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was it was it was more fun than I remember it being. The first quarter was especially good. That's no, because of Tariko. Tariko's in now. Um, Amir Abdullah. Yeah, they they um, and Jared Stidham had himself a good night. Good times. Jacksonville looked like butt. The butts looked like butt again. Pure butt. This voice is awesome. I'm hanging it tough as best I can. I don't need more coffee, but I may have to um, in order to survive. This takes me back to working in the industry, the restaurant industry, at my country club. With a, There is always at least one or two people that's on the payroll every year that, um, well, they're pretty attractive, you know? And uh, <laughs> when they come to work on a Saturday, there's, there's evidence in their voice that they were out the night before. Yeah, they had a good time. And they sound just like you do right now. Well, I didn't do anything. I know. I was fine. I, hey, I had a rough night. You're no. like, man, wish I was a part of whatever, whatever proceedings fun you, you had. Were, uh, yeah. No, I didn't have any sort of thing last night. No rough night at all. I just, I was laid back watching some Hall of Fame game football, <laughs> right, buddy. Yeah. Celebrating Tony Baselli's entrance into the Hall of Fame. I did watch most of it, though. I really did. I reveled in it. It was embarrassing. But even my wife, she goes, I'm going to bed. I, I don't I don't need to watch. If you're going to be out here on the big screen watching this, then I'm just oh, going to, yeah. Watching this. Yeah, she was pissed. And she doesn't ever get pissed. She would have stayed if you put on Mets Braves. She would Yes. If I had put on baseball, she would have stayed because she yeah. loves baseball. And if I had put on anything that mattered, as opposed to the Hall of Fame game, she would have probably stayed. She wanted to hang out. I got the sense that I disappointed her. Not the first time. But I got the sense that I disappointed her when I – insisted that the uh, that the big screen be on the Hall of Fame game. I'm not even joking. It was sad. I can tell how desperate I am for football. I enjoyed the damn game. I didn't turn it off until early in the fourth quarter. That's really alarming. Nah. And Well, because we get our fill. We're one of the lucky media groups in the country to be able to get a football fill every day. That's I mean, we're not watching walkthroughs kicked out of practice for an hour 45 and you come back for a press conference and we just say what happened and then the coach lies to you and you report on it right no we don't have that we don't have we get hours of football mm -hmm. every day so you still want more interesting yeah because i i can't watch us scrimmage and i really want to watch us scrimmage i've seen a lot of the daily practices it's time to start seeing some scrimmages some game-like situations and so this was a game-like situation you're watching actual opposing teams compete against one another. There are guys, by the way, and this is true in general of preseason. There are reasons to watch some of the preseason games. I mean, I, you know, rookies that are fighting for spots, guys that were drafted late, fifth, sixth round, that might earn a spot. Um, there are guys, too, you want to see how they're going to use certain guys that were drafted to certain teams. When you look at that personnel, you think, how are they going to use him? That's interesting. So uh, Jacksonville, by the way, and I make fun of Jacksonville, rightfully so, the butts are going to suck again. And they didn't play anybody of their decent players. No. The butts are going to suck again. But they did, you know, one of the things that I wanted to see, some of those guys that were drafted later that are trying to make that defense, they, they did play some of those guys. So you can glean a little something from that early on. Uh, but, yeah, man, 
it, it, I understand that it is just preseason and it is the Hall of Fame game. It's a game I make fun of all the time. But when I got home and the Pirates had already swept the Brewers, I was like, okay, from a sports standpoint, not a lot tonight. Saw my golf highlights, got caught up on my wagers, sat down. I'd already eaten. Hall of Fame game's on, Tom. Might as well put it on. You missed a chance to see Mr. Oktoberfest hit another home run. I did. Vogelback, yeah. Hit, he it, did it. hit another one? Another one. Old Fatty hit a fastball out of the park now. I loved him when he was in Pittsburgh. It's our gift to you. Yesterday, though, yeah. the guy, the pitcher we got back for him, Holderman, uh, yeah. he got the win. Yeah, one of the hard parts about um, what's going on with our bullpen right now is we could use a lefty who gets outs. Well. Or or somebody who could get lefties out. Either way, yeah. you know, if your splits work that way. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have Vogel back, but it's close. Well, Holderman looks pretty good. Holderman's really good. That sinker's nasty. He's got stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got stuff. Guy last night was describing as one of the best sinkers in baseball. Oh. Okay. Well, at least we got something back for him. We got Babe Ruth. You do. You do. If he, you plug him back play- in 1918, he would have hit 60 home runs. Yeah. Do you ever see the John Goodman, Babe Ruth no, movie? Uh, Ten minutes of it. It's awful. Yeah. It is so bad. Two subjects that I think about a lot that have not been done properly in film, okay? Babe Ruth's life was crazy, going all the way back to the orphanage. And if you really study his life and read anything about Babe Ruth, it's a, it's a great movie waiting to happen. If it's well acted, well written, well done. Of course, it wasn't. It's like they hastily put together this thing. Hey, we got a fat guy that's popular in the sitcoms. Can we get him to play the babe? Yeah, stick him in. We have a script. No, don't worry about it. So that's how Ruth or whatever that stupid John Goodman film was to me. That's how bad it was. It was just nonsense. But that's one. And then the Lewis and Clark. How do we not have a great movie about Lewis and Clark? Uh, this one I should have guessed. Oh, yeah. It pisses me off. I mean, think about how ins- I mean, they've written a- 150 books. We have all their journals. The-, the-, the subject matter has been thoroughly vetted. You know everything that happened. There's really cool stuff, insane things that happened. How have they not done that? We've got four-part miniseries on the dumbest things ever. Like, okay, let's have a 16-part miniseries on the Lusitania. Like, okay, I got it, man. I read this. It is that's, interesting. That's 16 important. parts? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Lewis Clark, <laughs> what are we doing? That is the uh, the war equivalent of the captain having eight episodes on ESPN. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The most boring eight. man who is overrated, squarely overrated, especially as a shortstop. Dude wasn't a shortstop. He's a second baseman who played shortstop. Made a couple of really good plays in high-profile situations, but for the back half of his career, played next to the best the, shortstop the of his shortstop. generation. Yeah, the better shortstop, yeah. And was boring as a saltine cracker. And you're going to give him eight episodes? More than the Bulls got? Get out of here. Yeah, no, all of it. All, it's um, Who yeah. would play Babe Ruth? Who would you tab? Because I feel that like if you hard. could, if you could have do. gotten to Daniel Day 20 years ago, he would have fattened himself He'd up for the role. He put on the stuff and done everything right. I yeah. don't know if he can swing a bat. He's too late now. He's too old. Yeah, I don't want him to do it anyhow. Who is Who right now in the world has the frame to be the babe, the bambino, and can act? I don't know that there's anybody out there right now. Well, you'd, you'd have to discover them. They do that all the time. I mean, it may not be an existing high-profile actor, but you would find somebody. That's why you, you know have who could have. Other than uh, John Goodman, probably could have. Gandolfini. Oh Done. man! Done. Yeah, that's a good one. As the babe. 
Could have been all right. Oh, man. You could see him in the PCAP. I miss Gandolfini. I really do. There are many guys that passed away like years ago, and then you're like, I miss that dude. I do. I miss Gandolfini. Well, that's because you don't work on the set. Apparently, he was a raging jerk. Well, you had to get into that character. Across different yeah. characters. Like he was, But he's beloved by his fellow actors, so that's interesting. Hated by the, the staff and the writers. and yeah. Yeah. But not hated by all the people he ever worked with in terms of acting. Because, yeah, because he'd say, you want to run again. You want to go again. Yeah. Yeah. So he was really good. Mm-hmm. See, the artist there will be like, I, I understand it. You're trying to get yeah. it right. The, the, but yeah, hit, when he was the age of the last castle, that's your sweet spot right there mm. in terms of his yeah, age to yeah. play the Bambino. Back in the day, yeah. All right. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply good job garrett that's the way to follow up with that tweet to me yeah you're seeing it it, this is these are these problematic times for old Mac Brown. Goodness gracious. Uh, also, I would uh, note, did you see this? Greg McElroy, who will be calling our game. Is that the LSU game he's calling? That's correct. With uh, Tess. I like Joe Tess for big games. Those those sorry games, I don't need Joe Tess because he'll make it sound like it's the first quarter of the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I get that. Uh, he broke down. He was talking about the ACC being uh, the be- the conference that has the best quarterback play. And that was true last year too. Um, and then he and he noted uh, Virginia's Brennan Armstrong, Miami's Tyler Van Dyke, NC State's Devin Leary, Wake Forest Sam Hartman, Clemson's DJ Ugalala, and Louisville's Malik Cunningham. Um, That's how he plays. Yeah, but that is it. There it is. They did not. There no Jordan Travis preview in there. I was like, "Damn it, man!" It's all right. In retrospect, they'll say, "Why didn't we rate this guy as a top five quarterback in the ACC?" You don't really believe that, I don't think. I think that whether or not he's a top five talented quarterback in the ACC, you can probably still produce enough high profile plays that he's in a conversation as a playmaker in the conference. Like a legit dangerous playmaker. I think the the goal for him to be, uh, it, yeah, you have to ac- in, uh, account for all of his skills. So my my thought would be if he can be top six, top seven, right, that should suffice. Because I don't think he's better than Malik Cunningham. I don't think he's better than Devin Leary. I don't think he's better than Tyler Van Dyke. I don't think he's better than Sam Hartman. He's a better college football player than your boy at BC, who's a better pro prospect. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, what if the record is better than Wake Forest's record? And what if Florida State's record is better than Louisville's record? Then it's immaterial about what you would think about the quarterback in a vacuum. It's about 
the the, sure. the hype that surrounds the program and the coverage that the player gets. If so Florida Jordan St- would get more coverage at that point. If, yeah, if Florida State, I'm just, ta- but I am actually talking about play, because to me, if if Florida State has a better record than Wake Forest, it's because Wake Forest defense is going to be ranked in the 90s, not because of Sam Hartman. It won't be that Jordan's better than Sam Hartman. It's that, that Wake Forest can't get stops. Yeah, but if our record is where it needs to be, Jordan's making plays. I agree. I agree with that. I think that, um, yeah, that's why I say top six, top seven. He doesn't have to be better than a lot of those guys. I don't need Arguably him. top five at that point. <laughs> hey, if you're six or seven, you can make yeah, an argument. Well, maybe. Maybe. It's a deep league at quarterback. There's no shame with being middle of the pack in this league at quarterback. That is true because they're all old. All of them. Yeah, it's annoying how many of them came back. And uh, it's a little frustrating, in fact, because it seems like we play all the ones that are good that came back. Imagine if just half of those quarterbacks left. (laughs) What you'd be thinking about what's possible for this season. Because I'd argue that if you had this group right now and it's August the 5th, before last year's schedule, you'd be giddy. You'd say eight or nine. Eight or nine wins is possible. If we had this group? This group with last, last year's, year's schedule. schedule? Absolutely. Maybe. Um, yeah, probably. There's a couple of games that, you know, when you do the hindsight thing and you go back, you say, well, if we did this, if we knew what we knew then or what we know now then, then we wouldn't have played the Jacksonville State game the way that we did. I really... Right, and think about how many came down to the wire. Of course, you win the Syracuse game, and that's kind of lucky because you get away with a hold. But for the Syracuse game, there's Notre Dame that goes the other way. Do you think the Syracuse game – yeah, but we trailed by a lot in that game for much of it. So it's like – They didn't take their foot off the gas, I don't think. I'm not arguing that. My point is we didn't control the action. Um. We got – I mean, listen, we had our fair share of close wins too. The Miami game, come on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. This is a season that will be similar to last, hopefully not in record, because I think stylistically the way we have to play and what we want to do offensively, coupled with the fact that the defense will hit the ground running better this year, obviously, than last, I think the scores in our games are going to be relatively lower than that of the rest of the ACC or other big-time games. I think think our games are going to be lower scoring because I think the clock's going to be moving quite a bit. I think our strength, if you're just asking me what I think our strength is, I think it's running the football. I think most people would agree with that at this point because Jordan's legs are valuable. Trey Benson is a real asset. The offensive line is deeper, bigger, stronger. Yeah, man, I think – I think we're going to run the football effectively. And I'm excited about that, by the way. That's that's good. Good. I love punishing brands of football. And it, it, it you wear jokers down. Uh, I love watching that. But it doesn't lend itself to you building big leads unless you have a dominant defense. And I don't know that we're going to describe our defense as dominant. So I think it's no, good. I think it's got a chance to be good. To play out in front with this defense would be interesting. You know, if you, oh, yeah. if you become one-dimensional as the opponent in the second half – I like the fact that we could have one role for our front four because I think they can handle the role of getting after the passer quite well. It's balance that I'm afraid of. You know, a balanced attack coming at us, I don't know what best personnel needs to be. Like for the front four, again, specifically that group, the two ends. If you've got a balanced attack, you know, if you put Leonard Warner on the field or Briggs on the field and take McClendon off, you're trading off a lot there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're specialists. But if you're up two scores to start the fourth quarter – 
and oh, you can no, allow McClendon and Verse to go after it, they're going to sure. go after it, yeah. and they're going to succeed. You can extend leads with guys like that. That's funny. Several people chimed in with Russell Crowe could play, could play <laughs> Babe Ruth, but he'd have to lose some weight. He would. <laughs> I'll tell you, he played it up, though. He was in the uh, the recent Thor movie, which is hilarious. It's a, it's a funny movie and a fun movie. He plays Zeus, who is just yeah. the overweight, over-the-top, I'm the man. Got, oh, it's a great character. He's been funny a lot lately. He's just welcomed the fact that he's uber rich. He achieved what he needed to achieve, and he's lived, He's doing all right for himself. <laughs> Even he looks better than Mac Brown. My God. Oh, Mac's in trouble. That's the theme for today's show. Well, I'm just telling you. We'll have to change the title. Mac Brown's in trouble, as I should say right there on the podcast. <laughs> I'll show you the picture of him sitting down. Talking with the ACC Man. Network guys. Whew. Sir. Now, back to us running the ball. I think we're going to run it effectively, and I'm excited about that. And then in terms of the defense, I think the defense is also um, better. Not at certain things. Obviously, you don't get better when you lose Jermaine Johnson. But you are a lot better at linebacker because of one man. And Zaloja's been solid every day. Yeah, he's we said that yesterday. We said he's one Speed. of those. Yeah. Man, he looks good. But he looks good, and DJ Lundy looks good. I mean, DJ Lundy's had a good camp, too. Yes. Yep. So it, it's. It, I think Amari's had his moments, too. They got themselves a little rotation there. Tatum's leading the way, but they've got a little rotation going. They're good there. They've got a ton of experience and confidence at the back end of the secondary that they didn't have to start the season last year. I think Duke Cooper's a good player. I think, I don't know. I mean, sky's the limit for Azaria Thomas. Um, Greedy Vance has had a good couple of days here lately. We'll see what he is for this team. Yep. I mean, it's 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 they. I, listen, starting the year with a competent defense is nice, right? Is that an understatement? Starting the season with a competent defense, it'd be the first time in a while. Yeah, well, starting a game. I mean, you know, starting a season. I hear you because we didn't have it for the entirety of. September last year, except for maybe a quarter and a half. Mm. But if you're an offense and things don't go well for your first couple of drives, you don't have to panic because you don't have to score 15 points. You don't have that feeling where we need to score 20 points on one drive. You know, And that's what you could see that. An offense isn't looking at the things that are in front of them. It's like a, a batter who's leading off an inning trying to hit a five-run home run. Can't happen. Right. you got to chip away. And if the offense isn't starting – two scores down in the second quarter because it had a lackluster first quarter, that's a great place to be. We were always doing uh, the math in our head before the first drive of every game based on what we'd seen our opponent do the previous weeks. Like, the more season that played out, the more you realized early on, like, okay, let's say three games in, and you were looking at our next opponent and our next opponent and our next opponent. In your mind, until they righted the ship in the second half of the Louisville game, uh, and even then, you still thought, well, I don't know, I mean, was that a mirage? Let's see what they do next game. But point is, until you became certain that they – finally had clearly defined roles that they understood and they were playing aggressively and smart and they were going to keep you in games. God, dog, I would I would drive over to the stadium thinking, well, probably going to drop 40 today because Lord knows we're not going to stop this aspect of this team's offense. It was very frustrating. I welcome, obviously, everybody does. goes without saying typically, but it's just something to celebrate for us. We haven't had it. I like knowing that we can go into games and – fully expect that it's going to be reasonable. That, that the race that I always talk about, what's the race to? I don't have to constantly say the race is to 40. 
Yeah, agreed. I think the other thing, too, and, and this isn't giving away much about camp, because they said it early on. Mike has gone on the record talking about how they've installed a lot early. Well, because they, the very first day, yeah. Because of the continuity of the roster from spring to here. You don't have to hold anybody's hand for a week to get him up to speed before you go into you know throwing a lot at him. They already know the core plays that they can run. I think a lot of what we've seen is they're still tinkering with things that could work, might work. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it works. They already know what does. There's a core few things with Jordan Travis as comprised that yeah. we know are going to work week to week. But how much more can we build around that? So what's interesting to me is when they get to the real game and it's LSU, not Duquesne, they're going to be vanilla for Duquesne. How many of those type of basic things that we saw from last year that worked magically start appearing because it's in the core of what they do? Yeah. And I think off of that, well, I, I'm not supposed to talk about that, but... But yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like speaking yeah. generally in football terms, I think what they're trying to do is certainly what they did in spring. Again, we know Jordan can run, so how far can we push this thing in other directions? How many more pages of the playbook can we open with these new receivers? And how how much variety can we throw at a team? Because the moment that they start cheating towards the variety, yeah. we throw Jordan at him with the base stuff that we do, and you're screwed. If that is true. What the, the basic premise of what you're saying is accurate. That is true. But I do need an I, I would like and feel more comfortable for another receiver to emerge. And that's the number one thing for the scrimmage report is what names come up. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see it, but when they yeah. talk about the scrimmage tomorrow night, we get them around ten o'clock tomorrow night. Whose name comes up? Because that there's been a lot of dudes that have a day. They're like, oh, look at that. Kentron had a day. Ooh, Darian had a day. Correct. Ooh, you know. That's important, too, by the way. I saw where I know in the observations today that Portier had a great catch. Um, I think he's had a pretty good camp now. But he's, in my mind, he's like the group of kids you're talking about that you just mentioned. All of them have had a day or a moment, sometimes back-to-back. And you're like, oh, there, there is it happening. Now, you still have time. I'm not washing my hands of this thing saying that nobody's emerged. I'm saying I still need Somebody to emerge consistently to go along with what we hope Micah Pittman is, what we hope Johnny Wilson can provide, certainly what Malik McLean should be at another year of experience. Yeah, when the pads first came on, he stood out immediately. Yeah. yeah. So is there another guy on this list? Because it would have been Winston Wright in the slot. It would have been him. Um you know, we don't know when he's going to come back, so you can't trust that just now. Who knows if it's six games in, if it's two games in, if it's if it happens at all. We don't know. So yeah, the good thing is what we see. He's not hanging his head. You know, he's going to work. He's active, and yeah, he's out there. But you know, I mean, obviously, when you're recovering from an injury, who knows what that timetable is? So, um, and and that and everybody knows about that injury. I'm not revealing anything. There, he was in a car accident. Everybody got that. But I, I, I would. Is there another guy? That you go, okay, you know what? Out of that scrimmage, based on what I've also seen the, in the week prior, the week that we're having next, you know, where we're watching, and we say, well, they go over to Jacksonville, don't they, next week? Uh, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so maybe Should we get on. Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, so maybe we see something emerge there on a Tuesday, and you're like, okay, he, he was reportedly good in the scrimmage. Now he's good out here today. Oh, by the way, he was good last week. Okay, is that the next guy? Because that, I think that does have to happen for those other branches of the offense to be seen consistently or to work, to, to provide something for defenses to worry about. You know, I just I, I don't know it's there yet, but if somebody emerges, it will be. I've got hope for Johnny. 
to be. Some, I mentioned him because well because he has already one major function that he can help, which is perimeter blocking. And look, oh, and he likes to block this offense based upon what we saw last year. You know they like to run the ball, and how do they pass the ball? It's a quick game. Well, how do you get better at quick game? You block, and who can block on this group? Johnny, Johnny can. So if he's able to throw in uh, the consistency that we're looking for, hauling in the ball, and he had a great day today. I, I, he had a really good – you could just chalk well, it down. Okay, so I want to be careful here because it's important that I bring this up since I've been hard on him about catching the football. He had a good day the other day. Mm-hmm. So I was there yesterday, and he had a good day. So that that's – okay, we're stringing it together. Right. Could it be him? And if you hear some good stuff about him from the scrimmage – Yeah, then you get excited. Then you might – on Monday you might say, ooh, yeah. what do we got here, Johnny? Yeah, that, that's exciting. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, turn up the volume and listen to this. My friend Shannon with Legendary Home Loans has a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those who make a difference. When it's time to buy a new home, He'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. That's uh, a $1,600 value right out the gate. If you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you'll be saving another $600, $2,200 in discounts right off the top. So that's good news for all of you out there. So again, save money here by going with my friend Shannon, Legendary Home Loans. If you're active military veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, school teacher, looking to buy a new home, choose Shannon Young. Legendary Home Loans, and ask about their Hometown Heroes program, call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or visit fsuhomeloans.com. Try to get in shape. Go see my boys at Orange Theory Fitness. I should say, boys and gals, they both uh, are present and, most importantly, effective. I'm talking about the coaches at Orange Theory Fitness. First class is always free. First month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. And uh, it is science-backed, which is a good thing. It's not speculation, that nonsense. They, the interval training that you see football programs like Florida State and others use is uh, utilized here as well. And you'll see the difference pretty quickly. Most importantly, pretty short period of time, you will realize how much more energy, more life, as they like to say, that you'll have on a daily basis because of your participation at Orange Theory Fitness and their daily workouts. Two locations in town, uh, Midtown, as well as Northside Orange Theory Fitness. So so Clark is playing football, Tom, and uh, now, after all this time, I've tried to tell him he needed to do this, this, and this. He wants to do, I do push-ups in the morning, and he says to me, I'll do push-ups with you, Dad, every morning. <laughs> I've begged him. I've tried to get him to do it for all this time. But now that he's playing football, he's like, oh, i got to get stronger. So to footnote conversations we had many times on the FM dial, mm. was there any hesitation? Yeah. Yeah, there are, was. Are you still in the middle? You're like, should I have done this as you're letting him roll out there to practice? I'm going to be very honest. Uh, a mutual friend of ours and former Seminole great, Keith Cottrell, is the head coach. And if he wasn't, I probably wouldn't have let Clark play. Uh, Keith is uh, somebody I trust, uh, somebody I know knows football, somebody that uh, I've known for 20 years, and somebody that I thought would do a very good job of teaching the fundamentals. And one of the best ways to avoid really a lot of injuries in football is understanding technique. Now, it's a violent collision sport. There's nothing you can do to fully keep somebody from getting hurt. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like, you know, it's 
John Gruden's been wrong about a lot of things, but he wasn't wrong when he compared it to NASCAR. And he said, look, I mean, as long as everybody's aware of risks and understanding of what could happen, um, there is no perfect way. Uh, to go about playing the game to avoid injury, you're gonna you're gonna have them, and if you get into a car and drive 200 miles per hour and you hit a wall, you could get hurt. It could happen. So there are certain things that you can't avoid. But understanding how to tackle, understanding technique, understanding leverage, understanding those things, and and, and putting kids in, in the right positions is very important. So anyhow, I long story short, uh, if it hadn't been him, I don't think I would have said yes this early. I had no idea he was coaching. That's cool. Yes, he's coaching. Uh, he'll be coaching later today. In fact, I'll be picking up Clark from practice later today, and today is their first padded practice, first full pad practice today. Woo! Oh, sorry. I did not have it. Uh, uh, the question comes from Eric. Happy Libations Friday, Jeff and Tom. Do you guys see the video of Burrow driving a gator cart during drills the uh, the other day? Pretty hilarious. Good old drinks on me. Guys were running gassers, and he's driving with them. <laughs> I did not see this. Gassers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's like, really funny. I'm sweating it out with you guys as he's driving a cart. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I do think uh, uh, as far as football goes, um, I, I I understand the argument every both ways. Uh, I really do. And um, Clark has begged me, Tom, in a way that Bryce never did. Like Clark has begged since he was teeny tiny. Yeah. Begged. Since about the time he couldn't play soccer with uh, Bryce, which is one of the greatest videos of all time. Oh, I still have it. Yeah. But I'm big enough. Yeah, that clip. Like he's like he's from South Carolina. Oh, man. Yep. I am big enough. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, where did that come from? Your mother and I don't talk like that at all. <laughs> it went away. I loved it. It was so it was adorable. adorable. It was yeah, adorable. Yeah. His little redneck voice was adorable back when he was little. But yeah, it went away. I don't know why. But that video is... My wife has a hard time watching that video. She doesn't like it. It makes her sad because he's devastated. He is. But I mean, it, it's because he wants to play. Mm. Got to remind him of that when he's on the phone. Look how much you wanted to play outside. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. I went to a, I was at a middle school today, obviously, for uh, orientation. And man, Tom, if you could just be a fly on the wall or stand in the hallways of these schools, it's just your. I mean, we've lost the battle. You hope to win the war. I don't think you can. I, there's just no chance. Kids on the phone. It's just never. That's it. That ship has sailed. I mean, every kid with their parent. Parent, wide-eyed, almost like they're starting school. Excited to be there. Want to know where this is? Oh, oh, we got Spanish in third period. Where's Spanish? Oh, that's building six. Okay. Now we got to go to building seven. You got civics. We got to do... Get off your phone, Keith. And then you'd see... It was hilarious. Over and over and over again. That that exact thing played out. That's what you'd see. Or you'd hear me. Get off your damn phone, Clark. Give it to me. Give me the... Give me the yeah, that kind of thing. I saw your eyes, eyebrow raise. Well, yesterday, yeah. you know, I'm on alert now. <laughs> uh, it's just amazing how small those hallways look, even high school. You know, how big those worlds were when you walked into the hallway of middle or high school. It seemed huge, and then you, if you ever yeah. go back and visit. It's like going back to your apartment in college. Like, even. What in the hell? This place was massive. I, I was lived in a, in a slum. Yes, Villa yes. San Marco. Yes. I, we had four bedrooms, three up top, one on the bottom, and it felt like this palace. And you go back and you go, 
Oh my god. This place always sucked. Tissue paper walls. Mm. Like my god. I I think when I go back, if you go to the campuses in town, you go to Florida State, you go to Florida A and M, TCC. If you when you walk those halls, you it's the same thing. It's still. I mean, even because I thought when I was in school. First of all, the kids all look like they belong in middle school. Yeah. When you go over to FSU, now there are exceptions, but when you go over to FSU <laughs> and you and you grad students, man, and you step on campus, you're like, oh man, little kids going to college. It's just little kids out here. It's crazy. You always feel creepy. You're like, I shouldn't be here. Right. Like you're spying <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. You're like, like oh, you know, sorry. Like, oh. This is your thing, kids. Yeah. I don't mean Leave to be you in, in the your way. world. I don't mean to be in the way. I mean, you got to go through these little kid things that you're doing out here. But it, it feels that way. I don't know what age that started. 30? Hour yeah, number two, fourth. Yeah, early 30s. Yeah, I think so. Hour number two, fourth. Can we stay with?